What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanez Now archived as well on the Nuanez Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Gosh, I should have put Rajim's opera voice on the radio to get things started. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Happy Friday. It's a sunshiny Friday, at least for this moment in time. Hope you're having a great end to your week. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The show is like 15 pages long, so we got to get rolling. A ton to get to today. ton of different subjects that we shall discuss from Grizz football to the continuing erosion of the Montana State men's basketball program, <laughs> Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Why is he in such a crazy limbo? I've been meaning to ask Rajim about this forever. We're also going to talk Montanans going to the Frontier Conference. A couple Western of Montana's best players uh, committed to Carroll College uh, over the last couple days. So we'll go through that, use the uh, high school all-star games as sort of a lens for a discussion about uh, the proliferation of top-level NAIA talent that's coming out of Montana right now. We will also talk about Air, the great new movie uh, that's out in theaters right now, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Don't worry, it's not spoiler alerts. It's just a entry point to a bigger conversation about Michael Jordan and the world he made. It's one of the best books I've ever uh, read by David Halberstam, and uh, that movie gleans a lot from that book, and uh, also just a phenomenally written and directed uh, film. I, I really enjoyed it, but it's also just an entry point into a bigger discussion. And then we also have several of the most frustrating NBA teams in the entire league to watch <laughs> as they all play uh, in uh, win and you're in, win and you get the eight seed tonight and lose and you go home. And I think that losses for three of these four teams is damning. I think it's a, a affirmation of an incredibly disappointing season for any of the three, Chicago, Miami, 
uh, or Minnesota. The Thunder, I think, have overachieved. And if the Thunder win or lose, whatever, they had a good year, a better year than people expected. If they win, it's certainly a great year. Uh, but losses by the T-Wolves, the Bulls, or the Heat. And uh, stamp it. <laughs> you didn't have a very good year. So we'll talk NBA playoffs. Uh, and, and Michael Jordan in hour number two. That's your show outlook. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, I've been having car problems. You don't want to hear any more about it. I've told you about it so much on this show. But because of that, I wasn't able to swing by and get us some Florence coffee today. I know Rajim is very sad about this. But uh, I got caffeinated this morning. I probably drank five Florence coffees this week already anyway. So it is a Floco Friday. It's a Friday night. You can stay up late no matter where you're at uh, in Montana. There is a Florence coffee company uh, near you. Rajim Sivaruk, if I didn't mention that, in the house with yep. us here on your Friday. What's your sweater? You have a crested sweater on. It's Tell not, me about it. It's a spring sweater. Well, I just, I just didn't know if this crest had any uh, significance. Oh, no, it's just... I, uh, didn't, know, I didn't know That's if the, the name of the designer. Oh, that's just that's just the brand. That's just the brand. I no, got you. No I got you. It's like, it's like the Nike swoosh, but just yeah, whatever no, the brand I'm is. I'm not a Mason. No got secret you. society. I just didn't know if it was like a throwback from like a club you were in once upon a time. Oh, or no, like no, a rugby no. sweater. I'm just bringing or, it back know. to like 1995 Gap okay. style. You know? <laughs> I'm good. 1995 Gap style. All Which right. is closing in the mall, sadly. Is that real? The Gap is closing. Like, what is going on? I America? mean, a part of me thinks to myself often, how does the mall still exist? Because who goes to the mall? But then I go to the mall sometimes, so I don't know. Maybe more people do. I don't know. It's, it's a weird phenomenon for sure with being able to order any and everything online. You want to stream the show? Uh, you always can on the ESPN MT app and on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, call or text 406-888-1029. You want to chime in on any and everything we are talking about, call us, 406-888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We sit here on Radio Way at Missoula Broadcasting Company. We're right next door to our great friends at Dazzler's Car Wash. Uh, they have become uh, not only great neighbors and friends, but also uh, great supporters of ours. And uh, no question to me, not just because they're our neighbors, Dazzler's Car Wash got the best car washes in the city of Missoula. There's no question. But this is cool. Dazzler's Car Wash, very big supporters of Grizz Athletics, specifically Grizz Football. And Dazzler's will be hosting a customer appreciation event next Saturday. So that's not tomorrow, but eight days from now, April 22nd. So you come down between 11 and 3 next Saturday to Dazzler's. There'll be uh, a handful, if not double digits, of Grizz football players down there. They'll be meeting, greeting, chatting, signing autographs. They'll be cooking burgers, hot dogs. Everybody that gets their car washed that day at Dazzler's, you're going to be entered to win one year of free car washes. But here's also the kicker. Among the Grizz that are down there, former Grizz, Marcus Wilnell, who's a great spokesman for Dazzler's car wash. You probably heard, if you listen to ESPN Radio, some of the, the uh, ads that Marcus has voiced for us. Uh, it's one of the, the first NIL deals for Grizz football players. So very cool. We've, we've been happy to be sort of on the ground floor of that. But Marcus Wilno will be handing down number 37. So Marcus wore the, the number 37 last year uh, with great success. He was an all-big sky player for the second year in a row. He had good numbers on his pro day last week, which I think at least keeps the door open maybe for an opportunity. I don't know if he's quite on the same level as Patrick O'Connell or Justin Ford, but well, no, certainly there. He's gonna, he's gonna at least get a phone call. I wouldn't be, will not be surprised if he gets a a, a mini camp invite. So uh, next Saturday, three eleven to three, excuse me, there at Dazzler's Car Wash on Radio Way. You swing by, 
And uh, you get your car wash, you're going to be entered to win a, a year of free car washes and maybe check out the passing down of number 37. Now, last year, Rajim, 37 was sort of weird because um, it, it, it's been sort of in flux since Jesse Sims died. Jesse Sims, mm-hmm. the late Jesse Sims from Stevensville, mm-hmm. Montana, tragically passed away in an ATV accident. He had been 37 in 2019. Then the 2020 season was called off. Because of COVID. Because of COVID. And then yep. he was going to pass it on after spring ball of 2021. And then he passed away over Memorial Day weekend. And uh, yep. so such a bummer. But then he gave it to Jace Lewis. Jace Lewis gave it to Marcus Wellnell. But Marcus Wellnell didn't get to wear it last August. If you want to catch up on all of that drama and all the whys behind it, you can listen to some of our podcasts from Nuanas now from last August. I don't want to spend too much time rehashing all that stuff. But eventually, ultimately, Marcus Wilnell wore number 37 last year. He wore it well. Uh, and now, as a graduated senior, he gets a chance to pass it on. The tradition, for those that are new around here, stems back to 1986. Wilnell was the 15th player to wear number 37 for Montana, including the fifth from Helena. So that's an impressive statistic. Uh, Wilnell then, but the, the tradition has always been a defensive guy, a defensive Grizz from a Montana town that went to a Montana high school. It used to be that they would give it to a young player who would then wear it for two or three or four years. Exactly. That's a, that's how it was with Jason Krebo. That's how, when Jason Krebo first got it from Todd Erickson, uh, that's how it was when C.J. Pitcher wore the number in the early 2000s, Lauren Utterback, Carson Bender. But Bender was kind of the one that then, where the, the tradition sort of... Bent. Well, it, it kind of, it, it, Bender. It, 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 exa- Bender. Exactly. It, it, it altered. Carson Bender was on the wrong end of uh, what a lot of people thought was a lot of cheap shots between Weber State and Montana. There was a little uh, eye for an eye, uh, a low block by Weber State, uh, a torn knee for the Grizz, retaliation, and then retaliation again. And Carson Bender was one of those casualties. He tore his knee, and it really impacted his ability as a player. And then he was Mm -hmm. not like a star, quote-unquote, like 37 had been so often for the Grizz. Mm -hmm. That altered the the tradition because then – it sort of morphed into not being some underdog guy who would wear it from his freshman or sophomore year on. It became giving it to the best upperclassman on defense who hails from Montana. And then you saw the run of Zach Wagaman, mm-hmm. Jordan Tripp, Caleb Kidder, uh, you know, Tucker Shy. Guys that, you know, they were stud after stud they're, after they're stud. They're studs for stud. sure, but they would only wear the jersey for one, one year. year. And that's exactly where we've been. The last two year 37 was Jesse Sims. He wore it for two years. But now we're back to the one one one. Jace Lewis, Marcus Wellnell, and now whoever he passes it to. Mm-hmm. So that's the entry point then to this abroad question. I, I think that the tenets of the tradition will remain true. It's almost certainly going to be a Montana defensive guy Absolutely. who gets this jersey. And uh, I have a list of guys here that I think could potentially uh, be in the mix for 37. What was your initial reaction, though? Who do you initial, well, when he, Before you even looked at the list, who did you think of? Before I looked at the list? Yeah. Before I looked at the list, I was thinking Levi. Levi Janicaro. Levi Janicaro. Yep. And then I go to my, you know, my roots and I, I, I go to the guys that I coach in either middle school or high school. Sure, right. And that's either David Copang or Ryan Tyrrell. Both of them as oil Both. products. Absolutely. And but then I you could spin the wheel with these names on there, throw the dart, and I wouldn't be displeased either yeah. which way. Uh all deserving. Um, you know, I could start with Copang first. He has endured so much for so long. No, for sure. Um has hung around when I think uh lesser 
a lesser athlete and a lesser man would have walked away. For sure. And for he, him, he also has been an integral part of the team from a behind-the-scenes perspective. He's one of the most popular guys on the team. Yes, he one is. One of the most well-liked guys. He's a glue guy. He, he is. He brings everybody together. Like, you see groups of guys out, and Copang's hanging out with all of them. And that, that that's an important thing to have on a team. Yeah, absolutely. And if you if you ever meet either one of his parents, the apple did not fall no, far sure. from the tree. Very affable, uh, well-spoken, articulate, handsome as all can be. And just a, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a all-around good guy. And I just, um, you know... Right now, in no particular order, it could go David, Levi, Braxton, or Ryan. Sure. And so if you're talking about sort of the trend of late where the quote-unquote best Montanan gets the jersey, then I think probably the three leaders in the clubhouse would be Braxton Hill, who's been a starter now for the last couple of years for the Grizz at linebacker, Levi Janicaro, who broke into the starting lineup about a month into the season last year, ended up with 87 tackles and was one of the better players on the Grizz defense. Uh, or Garrett Graves. Garrett Graves has been a guy. Stud. I mean, he's he's been a contributor and uh, a starter there on the back end for a couple years now for uh, Montana. Mm-hmm. But then it, it would be interesting, though. The other one that, that came to mind, maybe, just because he has sort of the underdog mentality and, and it would be a great story, is Tyler Flink, who's also a Missoula Big Sky walk-on. Truth. Who's, who's uh, maybe in line to start next to Braxton Hill and Levi Janicaro this upcoming year. Uh, but it would be interesting if it was Tyrrell or Rostad, because all the rest of those guys we just named, Braxton Hill, Garrett Graves, David Copeng, Levi Janicaro, Tyler Flink, they're all seniors. Yeah. It would buck the trend a little bit if it was Ryan Tyrrell or the other guy I thought of was Carson Rostad. I don't know if Rostad's quite there yet, but mm. Rostad's a local guy. Oh, uh, yeah. If they were going back to the way the tradition used to be, he, Rostad would have a serious chance because he's only a sophomore. He hasn't really played right. that much. Or, or Ryan, for that same reason. Uh, yeah, Tyrrell, I think, is uh, eligibility as a junior, so he'd have two years left. Yep. But still, he is a little younger than these other guys. Truth. So, uh, yeah. It's interesting, though. I, 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 I thought last year coming out when when Jace Lewis was about to hand the jersey down, I thought there was two candidates, Patrick O'Connell and Marcus Wellnell. And Marcus Wellnell got it. Yeah. And Jace Lewis talked about how he consulted with the three, and O'Connell also said... Well, Nell should be the guy because mm-hmm. um, O'Connell actually was a transfer. He transferred from University of Mary, uh, even though he's from Montana, mm-hmm. whereas Well, Nell had been a walk-on out of high school, so sort of personified a little more. So they kind of had a council, and they decided that, okay, it's going to be Well, Nell. So uh, I thought that was, it was, it's a lot more of, I guess, a quote-unquote competitive uh, race for whoever 37 is going to be. Yeah, we'll see, man. It's a great list. Um, aside from Carson Rostad, Rostad I've either coached, or coached against everyone else on this list. So well, that's the, what, a, what an amazing list of young men. Well, that's the thing that's interesting about uh, and and cool about the, the Grizz linebacking core. I mean, Braxton Hill, Anaconda, it's an hour away from Missoula, right? Yep. Uh, Levi Janicaro, from Missoula. Tyler Flink, from Missoula. Ryan Tyrrell, from Missoula. Carson Rossat, from Hamilton, Hamilton, 45 minutes away, right? Yeah. You're, you're getting your, your linebacker core built up pretty darn good from not, I love have, it. not having to go very far. Love it. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Rajim Seabrook Yo. riding with me, Coulter Nuwana's, here uh, on your radio dial. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. We're going to come back to this because I do want to talk some NFL here right off the top. Um, but we have to tell you the news. The news of the day. <laughs> gosh dang it, there's been so much news. Since we got back from Boise, there's been something newsworthy to either tweet about or write about on Skyline Sports or both. Pretty much every single day. And part of that is just because of what's going on in the wide world of college basketball, but also what, how that is affecting the Big Sky Conference. Myself and Andrew Houghton talked extensively about how the number one domino that was going to fall in the Big Sky Conference was Danny Sprinkle at Montana State. See ya. If he left, what would happen? Oh, well, boy. well, then Sprinkle left. 
and now we've seen uh, already uh, a pretty good exodus from the Montana State program, and it got more profound today. Raekwon Battle, who was arguably the, the most explosive and maybe even best player in the league last year. Absolutely. He's in the transfer portal. See ya. Darius Brown, the defensive player of the year in the league, as well as a third-team all-league point guard, also into the transfer portal. So now, see ya. Uh, that, that, this, this means that there's, as of right now, one first-team all-big sky selection coming back. That's Dylan Jones at Weber State. One, I guess two, second-team all-league selections coming back. Anand Moody at Montana, Isaac Jones at Idaho, and then there's a smattering of, of uh, third-team and honorable mention guys. I know Braden Parker's on that list at Idaho State. Uh, so it's a big hit for the Cats, and uh, I don't know if it's finished, so we'll see. We'll keep you up to date. All eyes are on great Osabar right now, uh, who was the other premier player for the Cats. So uh, we'll see how it all plays out. We'll come back to that, though, because we do have some more Big Sky Conference-themed conversations coming up. But but sometimes when Rajim's in, we get rolling, and we don't get to some of the stuff I have on the outline. I've had Ask Rajim about Lamar Jackson on the outline for three <laughs> weeks, and we keep kicking the can down the road. So I wanted to carve out time right here off the top. We're not punting. It's fourth and I, inches, I, and we're going I, I for it. I wanted to know what you think of this whole scenario. So here, first of all, for those that haven't followed the song of the Baltimore Ravens QB, here's, here's sort of the timeline. Lamar Jackson got hurt last year. That's the second year in a row he's been hurt and missed significant time during the season. Rajim's doing quotes. Uh, Lamar Jackson... The, the the organization for Baltimore gave the timeline that he would be out four to six weeks. The mm-hmm. six-week mark was supposed to be the last week of the regular Regu- season. And what they happened? expected him to come back for the playoffs. He did not come back for the playoffs. Rumors swirled uh, crazy like he was not showing up to the facility. He was not engaging with people in the organization. Casper mode. <coughs> they, they, ghosting they, people. They, exactly. And then he... Uh, he doesn't play in the playoffs, and then he starts tweeting about his health and how his knees messed up. Then the Ravens try to play hardball with him. The other factor here is Lamar Jackson does not have a long-term contract, and Lamar Jackson wants to have a long-term contract. The other harbinger that's sort of hanging over this is the money that the Cleveland Browns paid to Sean Watson. Sean Watson is not even close to as accomplished as Lamar Jackson. Nope. Deshaun Watson's coming off a torn ACL, and Deshaun Watson had what? Two dozen plus different uh, victims alleging sexual assault against him. I know a lot of this stuff hasn't uh, come to fruition and or he has not been convicted of any sort of crime, but it was still very controversial contract. So that hangs over this whole situation, too. But then the Ravens decide to play hardball and offer Lamar Jackson a soft franchise tag, which means then he... if he signs it, they can also trade him, or he could sign a, a, a similar tender with another team. Mm-hmm. If that happens, then the Ravens get multiple first-round draft picks back for him. So Mar- Lamar Jackson basically then is set there and will absolutely be a guaranteed top-five paid quarterback because of the franchise tag tender. Then, after they franchise him, Lamar Jackson comes out with this long-written statement about his knee being messed up, but also how he asked for a trade like a month ago. He's basically trolling... John Harbaugh, he drops this on Twitter when Harbaugh is addressing the media during the head coaching and owners' meetings. So Lamar knows, knows exactly what he's doing. So that's the whole strategy. That's the whole uh, overarching uh, theme here. Your initial thoughts, because then I want to have a conversation on where does Lamar Jackson fit into 
the group of quarterbacks that's currently in the NFL. But what do you what do you think of this whole scenario to this point? Two things, both sides, both the player and 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 uh, admin, so to say, right? Labor management. They have in common a quality that the Romans had, the Germans had, the Huns. Whoa, okay. Right? The Greeks. Can't wait to hear where this is going. And any organized civilization, right? Sure. What All of them were great dominators at their one time, but what all usurped their power? Hmm. Being too powerful? Being ego, ego and pride. Ego, yeah. Being drunk on your own power. Yeah. Being drunk on your own power. Sure. Ego and pride, right? Yep. Has yep. been killing civilizations and uh, since, since the dawn of time. The ego and pride that surrounds us right now is going to kill both sides. Lamar Jackson, regardless of his health, has put his body on the line for, for sure. this organization for years. And much like um, other organizations did not, um, I, I, I think about the Cleveland Browns, Detroit uh, Lions in particular, did not put things around him yeah. to make him better. Sure. Like nothing above a third round pick for a wide receiver. Like, come on, man. You have a dynamic player. For sure. I mean, who's the best wide receiver Lamar Jackson played with over the last handful of years? You can't name him. Hollywood Brown, maybe, and, maybe, then, and, then maybe. They, and then they traded him. And actually, the best, <laughs> the best receiver he's ever played with, he hasn't even played with yet, and that's Odell Beckham oh, for sure. Like, I mean, the, the, most, be the most productive offensive player they've had is Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is a very fine, he's a great tight average end, average tight end. Yeah, like, he's good. He ain't Travis Kelsey though. Like, no. And if that's your best skill guy though, you're you you're are in get, trouble. You're getting a, a B minus at best in yeah. terms of skill guys. So. There's the ego of, 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 of the ownership, but then there's the ego of Lamar Jackson. Sure, for sure. Right? Yep. Where you, like you said, are strategically placed in these bombs at times that do nothing but cause more divisiveness. For sure. Like, I, what I want to say to the young brothers, hey, bud, grow up. You've you've got to look at some. You've got to look at the body of your work. Yep. Accompanied with 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 some might deem as health issues. Yep. And 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 factor all of that in. And right now, like for me, man, Lamar Jackson, like you were, you were talking, tweeting, Snapchatting, and Instagram, and you're way out of the money you so want and to some degree deserve. Absolutely deserves it. Noah is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Right, James Seabrook rolling with us here uh, on your Friday. Let's go. So, so I totally agree with everything you just said on both sides. Yeah, I think it's very clear that the divorce is done. Oh, it's over. So, so rather than make it messy, they just need to split. They, somebody needs to pull the trigger. They just need he just needs to sign somewhere else, and they need to give up the, the two first round picks, or they need yeah. to sign and trade him, or whatever sign, they're going to sign and trade him. Because right now it's like a bad divorce. Someone's sleeping upstairs. Someone's sleeping downstairs. Someone needs to get the heck out of the house. One hundred percent. But here, I also love what you said though about how. Lamar Jackson needs to get out of his own way. I'm, I'm all for expressing yourself. You can do whatever you want. But in this scenario, Lamar Jackson doesn't need to justify himself. He doesn't need to um, fall back and say, you know, here's all the reasons why. Like you said, his, the proof is in the pudding. Totally. I think, though, that there's such a disconnect in the perception of Lamar Jackson. That's what I want to get into with you right now. Speak it, to that. First of all, there's this widespread narrative that Lamar Jackson can't win in the playoffs. Well, you want to know how you you get to the point where you have a widespread narrative that you can't win in the playoffs? Because you get to the playoffs every year. Get, exactly. There's, what, there's several guys in the NFL that are getting straight paid 
I mean, Deshaun Watson's been to the playoffs once. Once he's making two hundred thirty million dollars. I mean, Kirk Cousins made the paid. Play- Kirk Cousins made the playoffs twice, and he's the he is the biggest weakness on a team that's a playoff team. Look, man, we we don't need to talk about but, your Vikings. Like, Look, oh, man, don't but, don't be sore but, about but those you know, guys. You know what I'm saying, though. No, I'm playing. There's We're no good. there's no Kirk Cousins can't win in the playoffs narrative because Kirk Cousins doesn't go to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like Dak Prescott's narrative is not even that he loses in the playoffs every year. He hardly gets to the playoffs every year. Truth. Lamar Jackson gets to the playoffs every year, so that's a step above so many other uh, with deals. nobody's around him. But I also totally agree they haven't had good skill players have around not. him. Have not. He has been a one man offense there for a team that doesn't want to play offense for a defensive head coach that puts such a huge priority on controlling the game, controlling the clock, having his thumb on everything. But I also just think it's crazy that there aren't just teams batting down the door. Like there is this hesitancy. Like right now. The Indianapolis Colts are slated to start Gardner Minshew at quarterback. How are the Indianapolis Colts not trying that to go get That sounds like some really, you know, hard nut to find in some South like, American. Uh, what's a guarded Minshew? How, sounds like a good snack. How is Indianapolis not going all in to try to get Lamar Jackson? How is Tampa Bay not going all in to try to get Lamar Jackson? Look at the circus why that comes it, with it. Why isn't Atlanta all in to get Lamar Jackson? Why isn't Minnesota all in to get Lamar Jackson? They don't want the circus that comes with Lamar Jackson. So you think that's part of it? That is part of it. I mean, there's, there's, there's reasons why. But there's so many guys that have such a bigger circus than Lamar Jackson. Like, Lamar Jackson... Like who? Lamar Jackson's got hurt a couple times and he tweets at weird times. Like, there is such bigger issues than that. Oh, no. No question. Like, Lamar Jackson's never got in trouble. He doesn't have an entourage. Like... Ezekiel Elliott is a way bigger nightmare than Lamar Jackson. Ezekiel Elliott's got multiple contract offers right now. He's about to pick and choose where he's going to go. I don't know, It's a weird deal. So here's what I want to ask you then, though, is there is this sort of lingering perception that Lamar Jackson is not a good investment because he is a running quarterback. I totally get that part of it. He's a running quarterback that's gotten hurt each of the last two years and had to miss a significant amount of time. Right. I get that. There also is the question... If you load up and take away the one-man offense in a one-game scenario like the playoffs, that you can limit Lamar Jackson, and then that in turn limits the team. But we've never seen this this young man play with a great skill set or, or great no. skill players. No, And he's already won an MVP, and he's only 27 years old. So I think that right now, though, there's definitively seven quarterbacks in the NFL that are better than Lamar Jackson. Kick it. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Joe Burrow. Yes. Justin Herbert. Yes. Josh Allen. Yes. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is a better investment. Even if you don't believe he's better than he's Lamar a, Jackson, he's, he's a, a better, better investment. investment going, yes. Because he's, he's only 23. He's on his rookie deal. He's way bigger. He doesn't run around. He's got pedigree. He's a better thrower. Better long-term investment. I'm not sure he's the better football player. Sure. Okay. Aaron Rodgers for a year or two, still, still better than Lamar Jackson. Oh, no doubt. And then I think the, the last one's a coin flip. Jalen Hurts, who has one big year. He had a big year this last year. But he doesn't have a full full body work like Lamar Jackson. Mm-mm. But you're still close there, right? But we're still saying Lamar Jackson is unquestionably a top 10 quarterback. Without a doubt. If any of those other guys were in this situation, there would be 15 teams in the NFL trying to get him. That's why I'm so perplexed at what's going on with Lamar Jackson. If Justin Herbert was in this exact same situation, every single team in the NFL would be trying to get him. There's no question. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> So that the other the other ones that are sort of in the in the in that same I I think Jackson's squarely there at seven or eight, and then there's the middle group, Deshaun Watson. But he's, I think he's better than Deshaun. Uh, it's, right, Dak Prescott. He's better than Dak. Justin Fields. He's better than Justin Fields. Trey Lance. We don't have any idea. Don't care. 
Brock Purdy. I like that guy, but he's better than Brock. And And Daniel Jones. He's much better than Daniel Jones. Exactly. Daniel Jones is about to get $40 million a year, bro. Like Dak Daniel Jones won a playoff game, son. He absolutely did. He absolutely did. I actually that's and I think I think that is what kind of gave him that contract on the back end of the uh, the season for the Giants. Other than that, he did not deserve the money he got. Lamar Jackson or Tua Tagovailoa? Ooh, both injury prone. Right? Sorry, man. I. Ah, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I just I like Tua's grit a bit more, and Tua will Tua, dude Tua will play through some pain. Lamar Jackson or Mac Jones? Lamar Jackson. No question, right? If no you're question. New England, if you're New England, why aren't you beating down Baltimore's door? Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray? Oh, Lamar Jackson. Arizona just gave Kyler Murray like two hundred million dollars. Why would you do that if you knew you could get Lamar Jackson? They did it in that situation, and they're handcuffed to Kyler Murray. They drafted him number one overall, so you gotta. You got to ride the rocket to the moon or, or sink to the bottom of the ocean with the ship if, you, if you're invested like that with that guy. Yeesh. But Lamar Jackson or Matt Stafford? Lamar Jackson. I got to take Lamar Jackson, man. I love, I love Matt Stafford, but, but he's, he's, he's a little long in the tooth. Uh, Lamar Jackson or Geno Smith? Ooh, why you gotta ask me questions like this, man? I thought we were cool. <laughs> but it's still Lamar Jackson. He, it's Lamar Jackson. Geno Smith had an all-time great year last year, but it's still Lamar Dude, Jackson. You, you know what's weird is the records uh, he broke of Russell Wilson's. Like, if you like, it's ridiculous. Like, uh, 100%. I, 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 Geno Smith is like baffling to me right now. Lamar Jackson or Kirk Cousins? Lamar Jackson, easy. Lamar, Dude, Kirk Cousins. Lamar what? Jackson or Derek Carr? Lamar Jackson. I, I, that's yeah. a pu- that one's a push for that's me. That's not a push. It, it, I, I, I like Derek Carr. I, I, I was a big. Here, here's the I biggest, was a big fan of Fresno State. Here's the I big, loved him here's in college. The biggest flaw of Derek Carr, and I only know this because they were on hard. Knocks. He got drafted by the Raiders. No, here's the biggest flaw, of Derek that's Carr. The I only flaw. know this because he was drafted on hard knocks. He's Kick a, it. He's a total tool. He's unlikable. He's not. He can't. Be, he can't lead men. He has arm talent. He always has. Yeah, yeah. He's not likable. It's the so, same way. It's same thing with Kirk Cousins, man. Like, how do you like me now? Oh, dude, Kirk Cousins. Like, come on, dude. Uh, don't, don't even get Lamar me started Jackson on that Jim- we gotta get We got to get through these real Kick quick. It. Lamar Jackson or Jimmy Garoppolo? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson or Jared Goff? Lamar Jackson. Now I'm just going to rip the rest of these because we don't even have to play this game anymore. Baker Mayfield, Tyler Pickett, Ryan Tannehill, Davis Mills, Garden Renshu, Taylor Heineke, Jordan Love, anyone that Carolina drafts with the number one overall pick, <laughs> Famous Jameis, Desmond Ritter, or Malik Willis. Every single one of those guys, Lamar Jackson, is better than. That's why I'm so confused that there's not 25 trade offers for Lamar Jackson. There is objectively at the very most only 12 teams out of 32 NFL teams that have better quarterbacks than Lamar Jackson. You know that one pretty girl that you go to high school with and she never gets to go to any of the dances? You're like, There's a reason why she's not at the dances? <laughs> That's Lamar Jackson. There's a reason why that we're just not privy to yet. We don't have that luxury, but there's a reason. See, I, news forthcoming, uh, folks. Okay, Nuanas Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I've been waiting to talk to you about that forever because I've been I've been burning on it for a long time. We had a couple uh, Western Montana high school basketball players commit to Frontier Conference programs, specifically Carroll College. But there is a whole glut of great Montana basketball players staying in state to play in the Frontier. We'll break down specifically. On the boys' side, the Montana-Wyoming High School All-Star Game rosters were released yesterday. A variety variety of these ballers are going to the frontier. We'll break it all down and have a conversation about Montanans in the NAIA. Next, keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.
Coulter Nuanez here coming to you from the ESPN MT studio on behalf of ESPN Missoula as well as Skyline Sports. We're here with one of our best sponsors or our best partners here, Blackfoot Communications. This is a fun one for me though because this is like full circle. This is this is life coming full circle for us. We're here with Judy Gear. I actually knew Judy as just a baseball mom and one of the moms of my buddies growing up when we were little kids. Judy is the channel development manager at Blackfoot Communications. How long have you been there at Blackfoot? Just about nine years. So tell people just about that role. I mean, what is it that you do there at Blackfoot? At Blackfoot, we have certified channel partners uh, who sell Blackfoot services on behalf of Blackfoot. So they own their own companies. They're a local or a regional provider, and they work with Blackfoot to sell our services to their clients. So it really expands Blackfoot's reach in the area. What's your favorite part about this role they have there at Blackfoot? It's the relationships. Yeah. Blackfoot people, and I know that we talk about our culture and we talk about our people, and they are just the best of the best. And I would say that our partners are that as well. They own their own companies, they have their own staff, but I'm the conduit for them within Blackfoot. So it's a real unique role. I work with other people and other companies and other businesses on behalf of Blackfoot. Well, Blackfoot's so great at helping all sorts of different businesses grow. They've helped us here at ESPN Radio and at Skyline Sports grow so much, and it's uh, it's been a great collaboration. So if you want to find out how Blackfoot can help you, visit goblackfoot.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. So I don't want to do too big of a spoiler alert, but... For, for those that know, know the story of Nike, which is basically what the story of the movie Air is about, they know that Phil Knight, the the owner of and CEO of Nike, he drives this purple plum Porsche. That, that's been a thing forever. So uh, that song, I hadn't t- listened to Rufus or anything with Shaka Khan in a long time, but in the movie Air... Just a brief spoiler alert. It doesn't spoil anything. So just pay attention when you watch it if you haven't seen it. Phil Knight pulls up to the Nike offices in his purple Porsche, and that song's playing. So it inspired me. I texted you right after the movie. You totally did. Because I was like, bro, I totally forgot about Rufus. You're like, how did you forget about Rufus? Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Rajim Seabrook riding with what me, Coulter Nuanas. Hope you're having a great Friday. Let's dive into a prep extra. It's presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Is it snowing out there again? No, it's just like <laughs> I don't. Ominous clouds are rolling oh, man, up. Man, we had sun for like a couple hours in a row for the first time. Dude, in I months. was in Billings earlier this week. It was 80s plus degrees, oh, like a record breaking. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, Farmer State Bank enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Yesterday, a couple commitments from a couple basketball players that we've talked a fair amount about uh, around here. Josiah Quaresma, who was an outstanding player for Missoula Big Sky these last two years, he is headed to play for Kurt Paulson at Carroll College. Sadie Smith, who has been a multi-sport athlete uh, at Frenchtown, uh, she's great in track and field, she's, but uh, she's mostly known for her basketball prowess. Mm-hmm. She helped lead Frenchtown to their first state tournament since 2016 this last season. She's going to be a senior this next year. But she commits early. Uh, she commits to Carroll College as well, so she's going to go play for Rochelle Sayers. That then made me think about the variety of great basketball players there are right now in the state of Montana and how so many of them are signing to play in the Frontier Conference and then how the Frontier Conference is very competitive right now, led on the men's side by Montana Tech, who played in the Elite Eight 
uh, of the NAIA Men's National Tournament. But Providence has always been strong since Steve Keller took over there. Um, Rocky Mountain has been strong. Carroll College, I mean, they were in the, the championship game of the NAIA National Tournament. I think it was 20, either 2019 or 2021, but but recently, under, under Coach Paulson, who's only been there for a handful of years. And so I think it's just interesting and fun that these schools kind of got an arms race going on and that they're building this thing around a lot of these Montana hoopers. And I also think it's cool that for a long time, football stole a lot of really great basketball players from Montana because they would just go play. They could play at the Big Sky Conference level in football because mm-hmm. it's a, a tier below the top level of Division One. Right. So a lot of guys that were maybe multi-sport guys, they would choose football over basketball. Mm-hmm. You also then saw some guys have their dreams die hard because it was kind of D1 or bust, so then they never got the opportunity to play in college. True. Now these guys, I think, have a profound understanding of the level that the Frontier Conference is and that it's a great level and that they can, if they're really good, it doesn't mean that they're not good enough if they're going to the NAI. It just means that's the level they should be at and the level has become uh, really, really strong. If I can win a championship or go to the playoffs that's multiple right. times at, at any level, I'm going to take that opportunity. I'd rather have a, a, th- those experiences and the memories than the regrets of being like, well, I didn't get to go to Washington State, so I'm just going to hang it up. Like, no, man, if I have this opportunity to go, and play something that I love and I'm right. passionate about. And at this level, it's something you've been doing since you were six years old. That's right. Come on, man. You got to go with that. So the Montana-Wyoming uh, high school all-star game will commence again in June. We'll give you details on the scheduling of where all the games will be uh, when that gets closer. But they released the rosters yesterday. So good. So here's a look at the boys' roster and where they're headed and how this just sort of personifies – the recruiting arms race right now in the Frontier Conference. Royce Robinson from Lewistown. He Sick. is he is our vertical raise and ESPN Montana Class A Player of the Year. He's going to Carroll College. Dougie Peoples, what? Who's a walking bucket? <laughs> he is from Butte Central High School, and he was the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. He is going to the College of Idaho, which is the defending NAIA national champions. Eli Hunter, who was a first team All State selection out of Bozeman Gallatin. He recently, earlier this week actually, committed to Providence up there in Great Falls. Connor Dick of Missoula Hellgate, the vertical raise and ESPN Montana class AA player of the year. He has offers from a variety of schools in the Frontier Conference. Tech has been recruiting him very heavily, uh, but he also is uh, maybe one of the guys on this list that could uh, move on to the Division One level, so we'll see. I actually saw Connor earlier today, and uh, I told him we still got his, his trophy for him, so I was just saying, hey, man, when you make your decision, you let me know, and then uh, you could come on the show, and uh, we'll talk about it, and we'll give you your trophy. So stay tuned on Connor Dick. Lade Love, who's the, the uh, leading scorer in Class AA out of Billings Skyview, he's going to Tech. So and the best name on this list. Lade like, Love's a Lade, that's, a, that's LL it's, it's right a, it's there, It's a baby. great name for sure. Seth Amonrude, who's the best player on the Class C State Champions out of Manhattan Christian, uh, he's going to Dawson Community College. Hold that thought because I want to come back to that talking point just for a, in, in just a minute. Connor Mashad, who's an outstanding player out of Frenchtown, he's also going to Montana Tech. Noah Dowler, who's an All-State player out of Kalispell Glacier, so is also going to Montana Tech. So uh, Adam Hyatt doing a great job of scouring Montana talent and then adding it to a roster that's already stacked. And then Billy Carlson from Billings West, he's a first-team All-State guy. Uh, no news yet out there of where he might end up. So that's your list of the uh, Montana All-Stars for the Montana-Wyoming High School All-Star game. Seth Amarud, he's like a six foot six swingman. He's a good athlete, but he's a class C kid, so it'd be a steep jump for him any college level. Mm-hmm. But I actually always wondered why more Montana guys don't go junior college. Because I think if you went JC out of Montana, and especially because there's that JC league in Wyoming, 
that's like pretty regional. Because you could just blow up, right? Like, there's so few guys that are D1 in basketball coming out of Montana just because you're almost never going to focus on the sport that, at that high a level True. here because you're almost always going to be a multiple <clears throat> sport guy. But also because you're just not playing against as much widespread competition like the guys in the cities are. But you could have D1 upside. So why not maybe roll the dice and go to a junior college? Well, one, the one, it's not. Junior college life isn't promoted within the state of Montana. That's true. Um, you know, if it it's it's it, go, it gives credence to what you were saying earlier, Coulter. It's D one or bust. It's D one or frontier. It's D one or. It's never D. It's never sure. Where's the and or? Yeah, and what sure. I mean, and you know what I mean by that is the, JUCO is a, is a great route. Like go and ball out. You know, gain 15 pounds of muscle, sure, grow right. two more inches, right. understand the game. Every game's a dogfight, like you're scrapping, and then bump back up. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. A lot of it— Did you play hoops, a bunch of hoops in college? Like, when you were a college student, did you play hoops a bunch? In a murals, yeah. And you got better at hoops, right, while oh, you were in college? No doubt. Like, way better, right? So much and, better. And that's just like going to the rec center and playing in a murals. Oh, totally. Like, right? Totally. So that's what I'm saying is, like, you never know how good you could be, right? Like, yeah, I, I got way better. I was not a good high school basketball player. I became, like, decently okay when I was in college. But, yeah, you can get— Get way better, even if you're just a college kid, let alone a guy that's grinding the JUCO ranks. I, I, it goes back to I also think that a lot of people don't want to go to where some of these JUCO colleges are. That's right. You know, like location, like you're. I mean, there are tiny, pl- tiny little towns of Wyoming. Yeah, and it's like man, Dawson's, Dawson's Dawson, Community College. Yeah, exactly. Glendive, like, yeah. People just don't want to live in those towns. Right. And that makes it hard. It's a hard draw sometimes. For sure. And then, like, the Cali Juco culture is a totally different monster. Totally. Right? Totally. Like, now you're going to live in a completely foreign land, basically, where a lot of these schools are at. It's, it's, it's a culture shock either way. You're either going to, like, Sheridan, Wyoming, or you're going to, you know, LA. inner city L.A. Yeah, exactly. and on the Juco level in L.A., like, sometimes you get consumed just by the city itself. For sure. Let alone what else is going on. So, it's just, it's it may not be conducive to many of our basketball players within the state. That's the player side. The other flip side to that, culture is where are our Montana coaches, like, why aren't, our, why aren't they recruiting our kids? Man, I, this I've argued this forever. With the way that rosters work now in Division One, half your team is going to leave every single year. Truth. It doesn't matter if you win it, you lose it. It doesn't matter. There is no success or failure barometer right. for how your roster is going right. to return. Half your team's leaving always, right? You're because of so many different reasons: homesickness, bad fit, not enough playing time. They're not good enough. They want something else. You're you don't like them. Whatever they didn't like the coach. Coaching change. There's so many different things. Right. 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 Whatever. Dudes from Montana would be way more likely to stick it out a three, four, five year career as the 11th man, but then you don't have to replace your 11th man. Like, what if if on your roster you got 15 dudes? Right. What if number seven, nine, 11, 14, and 15 were all from Montana and they were all fifth year seniors? Isn't that better than your guy who's number nine on the roster or number 11 on the roster who just transferred here last August? You know, no, he's a junior I, college guy or something. You know what I mean? That's like, what I we're uh, speaking to the same things, just going in different directions. 100%. And I and and I think that if you know the Grizz or the Cats recruited more in-state home talent, you'd have more longevity on those teams to kind of piggyback uh, what you're man. saying. 100%. I would also like to see it. Uh, I would like to see more Montana kids play for their in you know their big in-state for schools. Sure. Like, for sure. Come on, like they, they, Montanans sell Montanans. If you no, get what I'm saying, man. Like, like Royce Robinson, for example, at, oh, there's from, a good from one. Fergus County High School. He's six foot five. He's he's pretty thin. He, he he's not. He probably only weighs 180 pounds. Ooh, but he but he's a, but he's but he's 
a teenager. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's gonna grow. He could be two hundred pounds in three years. Get that freshman fifteen he's, on him. He's also already good. Yeah, but he could be so much better. I, Remember Andy Garland? Oh, totally. There's I, I, see, whoa. I, thought, I thought about. There's, I always a, think there's about, a name. I always think about Andy Garland because Andy Garland's the same grade as my brother. And Andy Garland was a great player at Missoula Sentinel. Yeah. Andy Garland's only about six five and a half. Yep. But he's power forward. He was one of the most dominant Montana high school basketball players, seriously, of the last 25 years. I mean, my time watching high school basketball, Andy Garland's definitely on the top 10. He is one of the best guys Him and that I saw, for sure. I mean, Sentinel had that great run there yep. where it was like. Haskett, the Haskett brothers, the Hankel brothers, yep. and Andy Garland. That was yep. like a great yeah. run that Sentinel had. Um, Garland didn't get a chance. He went to Carroll College. He's like the three-time NAI National Player of the Year, right? Like, why can't that guy just be on the Grizz, even if or the Cats or whatever it might be? I don't know. This is actually a discussion I want to come back to because I think we could uh, wax poetic all day long. We could extrapolate quite a bit. But a couple Grizz football players retired earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And last time we were hanging out, I was sweating like I stole something, but we were sitting at Washington Grizzly Stadium watching football. <laughs> Raj and I watched the first half of the Grizz spring game together last week, so we will recap what we saw and also give you a, a couple more pieces of news in terms of roster departures for the Grizz football team. That's next. Keep it right here. Go on, it's now ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. ESPN Radio. It's like a movie in here sometimes. Rajim's taking calls. <laughs> we're playing. We're playing some chic on the radio. It's a funky kind of Friday. Hope you're having a great day. Are you a are you a, a chic fan, dude? That's oh, that is. You don't realize how many artists have sampled that oh, song. I, oh, I totally do. It's I, so oh, crazy. One of the first, when I was a kid, first learning about hip-hop, one of the first things I learned about was the sampling of funk music, and that led me to two people. George Clinton. Absolutely. And Niles Rodgers. Another, Niles Rodgers, obviously, one. The, 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 I was the guitarist say, of, that's of Chic. The yeah. man strumming the strings. You know what, uh, and I'm glad we're bringing this up, because we always have a hip-hop history moment. Yeah, yeah. Hip-hop and rap music, due to sampling is the only genre of music to ever pay homage to the generations before. Totally. Right? There's no other... There, and I mean, other people have now sampled because samples become a part of mainstream. Sure, sure. But if you really think about it, if you listen to early hip-hop, it's what those kids were listening to their grandfathers sure. and uncles sure. playing in the basements 100%. or at church. And it, 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 was a res- it was such a respect thing. For sure. And it, 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 it's so educational because it leads you, one thing leads to Bingo. another, right? Like, I, when I first got into Nas, when I was like in my late teens, oh, early yes 20s, sir. he's always rapping about Donny Hathaway. I never knew who Dude. Donny Hathaway was. And so you started so listening. So then I went and started listening to Donny Hathaway. Yes, sir. It's, it's like the web that weaves from in the hip-hop and funk and, and R&B worlds, right? Rajib Seabrook, riding with me, Coulter Nuanas here uh, on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your radio dial. And if you're watching on SWX Montana Television or streaming on the ESPN MT app, appreciate you for doing both of those as well. Uh, the news of the week coming out of spring ball for the Grizz football team, a couple. 
Jacob McGowan, who is a highly recruited defensive end out of Cheney, Washington, actually the son of a former Eastern Washington Eagle, McGowan, uh, broken, broke out early, had a couple sacks as a true freshman, but was able to maintain his red shirt. He's been a starter on the Grizz defensive line for the last two years, but he tore his ACL during spring ball. He also, though, is a fourth-year junior who's set to graduate next month. He's been accepted to law school in multiple different places, still trying to decide where he's going to law school. So coming off an of ACL that was going to cost him the 2023 season, he was going to have to balance law school and football anyways. Good luck. He decided, I'm not going to balance law school and football. I'm going to balance law school and rehab. So Jacob McGowan hung, on, hung up uh, the cleats. Can never hate on a guy for, for graduating, but I do think it is a hit to the Grizz defensive line. Hold that thought for just a minute. Absolutely. The other one, Cameron Capser, who is a highly recruited kid out of Billings Central, holds several Montana high school scoring records as a kicker. I uh, never got much of a shake here at Montana. Uh, they brought in transfers the last couple years. Kevin Macias two years ago and Nico Ramos this last year. Ray, Ramos got, a, I think, a sixth or even seventh year. But Ramos is back this year as well. Capser also has had injuries, including a shoulder injury. And uh, he announced on his Instagram page that he was stepping away from the Grizz football team as well. Uh, Capser, I, I don't, I mean, good job by him. You know, Class A kid, make it to the Grizz. I don't think that's a, a worrisome uh, injury or, a, I guess, a worrisome retirement for the Grizz. But Gowron, though, I do think hurts him. Absolutely. that You you don't fill that with anything that's on the current roster. What it does allow is is next man up mentality. For sure. You know you know what you lose, but you but in the stable, you still don't know what you might have. Yeah. So there's it's a, it's a win-lose or a lose-win pending your perspective. You uh, hung out with me for the first half of the Grizz Spring game yesterday. I did. Uh, you probably missed the second half because it was. No, so, I watched it. It was just so fast. That I was. It was like, super like, fast. When you took off, I was like, "Oh man, this is going to only last for like twenty five more minutes." Our regime's going to take him twelve minutes to get home. But either way, I know uh, I, I, I put the put the dash cam on. You watched. watched it, you yeah. watched a good amount of it, though. Yeah. Uh, just initial thoughts. What were your impressions? It looked like spring ball. There were highs. There were lows. Um, I, I I liked the Vitlak kid. Uh, there was some. He made some throws uh, during that game that were pretty impressive. Uh, um, the the overall tempo felt good to the game. Um, I'm still a little concerned about that offensive line. They like the, not the biggest uh, hog mollies I've seen in a while. They looked a little undersized. Their D line looks undersized. Their D line looked a little undersized. D line I'm not too worried about because you can. Well, the, for, to be fair, they're two biggest guys. Alex, Alex Gubner, who's their big interior defensive tackle, mm-hmm. he didn't play in the spring game. Truth. And Jacob McGowan, who's 6'5", 265, their other starting defensive end, he's out. So yeah. they're, they're, that's their two biggest guys that were out. So, you know, there were there was that. And then just there were just other, you know, a couple of other guys that were just missing. Like not seeing Junior Bergen play was huge. Sure. Um, and, and he's one of my favorite uh, kids to watch. Um, I thought the quarterback play was spotty. Um, I thought Vidlak was good. Vidlak was the I best of Vidlak the bunch. Was great. He was the best of the bunch. He impressed. Uh, he made. He just made some dime throws, like just like four that yeah, were very that impressive. was just very yeah. impressive. And like you can see why he was a D, he had D one uh, FBS. Yep. Oh, you could see it. You could yep. totally see it. So um, it'd be interesting to see what continues to manifest at the quarterback position. Um, Running back, there were some really good hard runs, uh, despite sure. some some you know I would deem mediocre O line play. There were still some hard churning runs, some some flashes, um, but it's really stu- really early to tell. Like there's just there was just a cohesion um, 
that wasn't there that you really don't see in spring ball, no matter who you are, unless you're Alabama. For sure. So we'll see. We'll see what all plays out uh, for Grizz football. I have a lot more to, to rap about on it, but we got a whole bunch of days, weeks, whole and months bunch. until uh, September rolls around. It is Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. Rajim Seabrook's kicking it with us here Let's uh, go. on Friday. Yes, sir. It's 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Speaking of the ESPN MT app, 7 o'clock tonight, the Grizz Lacrosse team hosts the College of Idaho. This is a rematch of the uh, conference championship game from a year ago. Last year, College of Idaho was the number one team in the nation and Grizzly Cross knocked them off to win the PNCLL title and uh, knocked College of Idaho out of that top ranking. Now College of Idaho is in Missoula tonight. So if you want to go to the, the game, 7 p.m., Washington Grizzly Stadium. If you can't make it down, check out the ESPN MT app. Jeff Safford will be on the call, and uh, we'll have the action Big Jeff. Uh, from start to finish, starting at 7 p.m. on the ESPN MT app. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Michael Jordan and the World He Made, a conversation about the movie Air, and I'll try to mitigate the spoiler alerts. It's just an entry point to a broader conversation. Just spoil it. And we'll also talk about the NBA playoffs. Why does Miami stink so bad? No one's now. Hour number two coming at you. Happy 5 o'clock. See you on the other side. ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanas from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. If you haven't checked out the M Store in downtown Missoula, you need to. At the M Store, they're all Grizz all the time. They have some of the best, but more importantly, most unique selection of Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. They got stuff that nobody else in town, nobody else in the state of Montana has available. And right now, the M Store has a whole bunch of great deals going on. April specials include huge percentage discounts on all headwear, sweatshirts, and jackets. They also are now an authorized Apple service provider. They offer computer repair. They got MacBooks, iPads, and a whole bunch of great Apple products in store there as well. Go check out the M Store, located at the corner of Higgins and Broadway in downtown Missoula, Montana. It's a great new location, a ton of merchandise, all April long at the M Store. Polos, headwear, sweatshirts, jackets. Go check out all their maroon and silver. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time.